Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode six of What'd You Think, where we talk about the movies, TV shows, and video games we love or sometimes hate. My name is Matt Zabita, and I want to introduce my co-host, Eric Hargrove. Eric, how's it going, bud? Good, man. How you doing? Doing well, doing well. Uh, I know you've been sick uh, the past few days. How you feeling, man? Uh, feeling okay. I, I probably sound a little congested, so everybody, uh, that's, that's why I sound weirder than normal. <laughs> uh, but no, overall, just kind of getting better. You know, it was good that uh, we had, uh, well, I had a day off yesterday because of uh, Martin Luther King Day, so I got an extra day home, which was much needed, but thank yeah. you. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, I wanted to stay away as, as much as I could, so <laughs> we, yeah. uh, yeah, we didn't we didn't get to go to the movies this weekend. We saw Bad Boys separately, but uh, we didn't get to go with each other this weekend, which was a shame. I missed you. Yeah, well, I missed you too. Never <laughs> mind. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, you're, you're lucky you didn't see Bad Boys with me because I had it was really annoying for the first like half an hour because like no joke when I like literally every five minutes someone was coming into the movie late. All the way up until like maybe thirty minutes into the film, and three What's out the of the point f- of going if you're that late. I don't know, but no joke, like three out of the five people were using their flashlights to sit down. So like, oh fif- fifteen minutes into the movie, these people in like the row next to me, uh, like I was I was sitting on an end aisle, and so people on the side next to me they were like using their flashlights to find their seats, and it's like, um, and like then they're standing up like with their seats and he still has the flashlight on it and the light is coming directly at me. And I'm just like, yo, you've got to be kidding me. And this happened again, 30 minutes, like into the film five times. Like it was, it was terrible. It was really annoying. I haven't had like a, I haven't had a theater experience like that in a while. It was, yeah, it was kind of frustrating. (laughs) That's that's horrible. I'm sorry that happened, but it's kind of, it's, it's kind of funny because, I didn't have that bad of an experience, but when I went last night to the theater, uh, the movie was starting and we were 10 or 15 minutes in maybe. And I realized that like the dim outer perimeter kind of lights were still on. So the theater wasn't completely black and you know, it's like an IMAX laser theater. So like it looked good, but the theater wasn't pitch black. Like you could see the people next to you and stuff. So I had to get up. And like, go and tell the, you know, 14 year old who works at the theaters, you know, because that's how it is today. Like, hey, the lights aren't off in the theater that we're in. And then I get back to my seat and like a minute or so later, the whole theater finally goes black. And it's like, okay, well, I'm glad that we could finally start the movie now. This is, <laughs> this is nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it's a shame that you had to miss like a little bit. So, um that's okay. It, uh, this, you know, we'll, we'll we'll talk about it. This isn't. A yeah. Deep, <laughs> well, deep. I mean, we we go to the movies pretty often, and we don't have too many bad experiences, which is good. So uh, I don't think we have too much. Yeah. To complain yeah I mean, about. unless you, I'm sitting in a unless I'm sitting in a broken recliner. <laughs> oh yeah, that was pretty terrible. <laughs> yeah, you were like leaning all the way back. Your feet like weren't even touching the ground. <laughs> yeah, I was in a booster seat. It was like ridiculous. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, that was funny. Um, anyway, so yeah, we had some interesting theater experiences weekend. Uh, but we got a lot to talk about today. On today's episode, we're going to cover a little bit of the SAG Awards that happened this past weekend. Uh, the SAG Awards are the Screen Actor Guild Awards. So that's where the actors vote for each other of who they think is like best actor, actress, best ensemble. 
Um, and then we're going to be talking about a little bit of what we've been watching. Uh, and then our main review for today, uh, we're going to be talking about Bad Boys for Life, the third film in the Bad Boys franchise. Uh, so yeah, that was, uh, yeah, I'm excited to talk about that today. So, all right, Eric, so let's start with the SAG Awards. Um, now this to me, I actually didn't watch it, but after seeing all the winners, at least for uh, for the movies, honestly, it, there weren't any surprises. Like, all the people that won are what I expected to, and now I think, like, they're almost like a lock for best actor and, or be, and best actress. Um, mm-hmm. So what... what, no, what I totally what, agree. Yeah, what were your thoughts here? Um, so, yeah, uh, definitely piggybacking off what you're saying. Um, you know, we'll, we'll just get into it. Parasite won for... Uh, best performance by a cast in a motion picture. So, you know, I totally think that this movie is up for best picture. Um, and I had, uh, you know, I just watched this actually this past week. And uh, I think that this definitely secures this movie for best picture for the Oscars. I'd like to hope that as stupid as the Oscars has become, in my opinion, with certain things, that they they kind of look at, the SAG awards as kind of a starting point for their opinions about some, some of these things, because I think that this, um, you know, award ceremony is actually more legit than the Oscars. Cause it's like a, a judgment up front, you know, it's a, uh, you know, you're by your peers kind of, you know, they're measured by their peers. So. Yeah. It's, it's one of the uh, factors and- that like people think for the Oscars. Cause there's, th- there's a lot, cause there's like the director's guild, the producer's guild, but yeah, these are like for the, the best performances. And yeah, this is definitely a good judge of what's going to happen in the Oscars. I still think it's going to be tough for Parasite to win, but the Oscars are pretty surprising. Like they come sometimes go for like the movies that you might not hear about. Uh, so like, I think it has a good chance now, especially that they won for best uh, uh, performance by cast in a motion picture, which I think is well-deserved. They're all just phenomenal in it. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think, because uh, I think it's going to be Once Upon a Time. Um, well, I forget the other one that I, I had said I thought it was, but um, Once Upon a Time, and then I can't remember. Anyways, but I think Parasite. What, Jojo Rabbit? No, it was Once Upon a Time. I can't remember the other one, but um, I think Parasite is definitely up there now as, as a big contender. So that was, yeah, that was very surprising. Okay, what do you think about uh, uh, Joaquin Phoenix winning for uh, male actor in a leading role? Uh, I mean, I expected it. I mean, he's the front runner now for everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, all the people that won. So we have uh, Renee, Zellweger, Renee Zellweger and Judy, which I still have to see that movie. She won, which she's mm-hmm. been sweeping up everything. And then you had uh, Best Performance by a Male Actor, which was Joaquin Phoenix and Joker. He won. Supporting female actor, uh, that was Laura Dern in Marriage Story, and then supporting male actor uh, was Brad Pitt in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So, like all mm-hmm. four of those, I expect, and I also expect to win for the Oscars. So, uh, right. I would definitely bet on them if you're going to bet. But um, yeah, I <laughs> no no surprises to me. So this was all yeah exactly how I thought it was going to go. Yeah, and I'll give a few honorable mentions here since we're just, you know, talking about movies. But Peter Dinklage won again for Game of Thrones. Uh, Jennifer Aniston making a comeback with The Morning Show, which is an Apple Plus uh, series, which I haven't watched yet. I don't know if uh, 
I don't know if you if you're watching it, Matt. I don't have Apple Plus, so yeah, I'm, I don't plan okay. on getting it. So hopefully, I'll have to find the show one way or another. So we'll see. Yeah, and then uh, Phoebe, Phoebe Waller Bridge won for Fleabag, which uh, you were just talking about a week ago. Yeah, for, no, uh, that... a performance by a female actor in a comedy series. Yeah. Yep, well deserved. Definitely got to check that one out. Um, you should definitely do that. Super good. Cool. Uh, but yeah, I mean, no surprises or anything here, so I don't really want to spend too much time on the SAG Awards. Um, mm-hmm. uh, my boy Sam Rockwell won for Fosse Verdon, which was a male actor in a television movie or miniseries. I have not seen that, but I just love Sam Rockwell, so I like to see him get recognition. <laughs> no, <laughs> I totally agree. I saw his speech on YouTube, and I was like, oh, great, Sam Rockwell won. What the hell did he do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Any, any, any last thoughts for the SAG? Otherwise, yeah, we can move on. Um, no, just, uh, well, actually, uh, Robert De Niro was presented with the lifetime achievement award. So that's a, that's a big deal for him. So, you know, congrats to Robert De Niro on that. Yeah. I mean, well-deserved. He's definitely one of the most respected actors today for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to see if I can find his speech cause I heard it's actually really good. I haven't watched it yet. So yeah, it's pretty good. You, you give it a listen. Nice. All right. Well, sounds good. So those are the 2020 SAG Awards, uh, and the Oscars are coming up in a few weeks, so not too far away from now. So. Yeah, I believe that's February 9th, right? Uh, yeah, pretty sure. Yeah. So it's yeah. actually, I think, the earliest it's been in a long time, because usually it's like end of February, early March. So. You know, I think I think it might be because the Super Bowl is early this year. It's The Super Bowl is February 2nd. Yeah, well, I think the Super Bowl is always around that time. I don't know. Is it? I feel like it's always like the second week of February, which then would make the Oscars always the third week of February. Yeah, I'm not sure. I could be wrong. Maybe. I could definitely be wrong. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Been on on a lot of antibiotics the last couple days. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. You're not thinking straight. (laughs) Uh, Cool. All right. Well, uh, let's move on to the next topic, which is, yeah, what have we been watching uh, so, Eric, you had mentioned before that you watched Parasite over the weekend. So what were your thoughts on that? Because I, I haven't really talked to anyone yet that watched Parasite. So I'm interested to hear uh, your thoughts on that. Oh, great. So, uh, yeah, so I watched Parasite. Um, really enjoyed the film. Um, I will say that it's it's a it's the director respects you as a viewer with this movie. He doesn't throw things in your face. It kind of. He expects you to pick up on, you know, his way of telling a story. Um, like called out in our SAG Awards, like this movie won for best cast in a motion picture. The the cast and, and the family that is in this movie and how they go about it and what they do in this movie, it's it's totally incredible. And then the amazing thing about this movie, too, is like how it kind of every scene kind of like kind of flows into the next one. It's almost like a like this movie's almost like a melody in a way. And um you know there there is a very distinct part in this movie that is literally like a symphony almost. And Matt, you sent me that YouTube video describing it and I remember watching the movie thinking exactly what this video then told me later where it's like how he does this whole 5 minute segment of this transition. It's like it just carries you through almost like a musical, but um, overall, um, amazing movie. 
the the message in this movie is incredible uh definitely didn't like it didn't take away from the movie at all that i had to read subtitles and and i was sick with like you know the flu and stuff so you know didn't have any problem like you know having to read and, and follow what was going on and things like that so uh you know, really excited to do our next podcast about our top 10 for 2019 because I can guarantee that this will be on it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. No, well, we, we haven't really gotten a chance to talk like just one on one outside of the podcast of spoiler talk, which we're not going to mm-hmm. get to here. But yeah, I'm glad you like it. Like I, I kind of mentioned, I think on previous podcasts, like I went into it with really high expectations and I was still blown away by it. Like, those expectations were met. This is this is not like a fluke movie where, oh man, all these people are talking about it, but everyone's gonna f- just put it on this pedestal. But like, no, mm-hmm. it's like you don't know what you're getting into. Like you think you are, but then you're not. So um, it's, yeah, well, I, you have no idea. Like like you like I did have some level of expectation because of you and other people, but as I started it, I'm just kind of like, oh okay, like this is. It's it just like kind of starts and then it just goes, you know, and you really don't know what to expect. Yeah. And it's just there's parts that keep you at the edge of your seat. I mean, it's it's amazing. Yeah. It's a great movie, man. Yeah. So uh, Parasite is out on digital right now. I think you can own I think you can rent it and buy it, I believe. Yeah, I think you can rent it on Amazon or something. Yeah, so yeah. it is out there digitally right now and should be out on Blu-ray soon. So uh, you'll be able to find it sometime soon. And yeah, highly recommend Parasite. Uh, Eric, what else? Uh, what have What else you been watching? Um, uh, I say I'm I'm still um I'm uh, the Outsider episode three came out and I watched that on Sunday. Uh, you know I know we've been talking about it, so it's just. You know, next episode in this series, and it just keeps pulling you in deeper and deeper. I mean, I I love everything about this show. It's so mysterious, and and it's so thrill-seeking, and Ben Mendelsohn is, like, front and center in this show, and it's he just does such a great job portraying this character that he's doing, this detective, and it's it's so captivating every time he's on the screen. Um and like, you know, I don't want to go on and on about it, but it's like it's just such a a well done like grit HBO show. It, it really gives me True Detective season one vibes, yeah. like a lot. And, I, honestly, and... I'm already liking this more than True Detective season one. Um, I'm I'm wow. yeah, I'm really digging the show, and I I, I just love Ben Mendelsohn. He's my boy. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I was talking. We were talking about about it uh, a bit about it last week. So yeah, I don't want to say too much more, but I just want to say it's uh, just one of those shows that's just phenomenal. And I feel like we're gonna have to do like a full review of this this season uh, when it's over. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, definitely be I'm down. down. Yeah, down to do that. So. Uh, yeah, so that is The Outsider on HBO. Uh, Eric, anything anything else? Uh, no, no, that's really all I've kind of been watching. You know, I caught up on a bunch of podcasts and, and I found it, you know, I mean, I was home for five days. So it was a lot of YouTube diving, a lot of, a lot of filling the void. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hear What you. about you? Are you watching? Uh, what, what are you watching? Uh, so I got a chance to go see the movie Underwater. Um, I know we wanted to go mm-hmm. see that together. 
Uh, but I unfortunately went without you because I was just dying to see it and I had nothing else to do this weekend. I caught, I was busy mm-hmm. during the last week, but I caught up on a lot of my work. And uh, so I went to go check out Underwater, which is the new film that stars Kristen Stewart. Um, I completely forget who directs this movie. I didn't actually put that in my notes. Um, but Underwater, uh, I was exp- like, January is the time for movies that get dumped um, just because they're like really mm-hmm. bad after seeing Doolittle, or I didn't see Doolittle this weekend, but that movie apparently is atrocious. <laughs> um, yeah, I heard. Yeah. Poor RDJ, man. I know. Well, that was it. Is his decision to do it, but um, so I was expecting, I, I, like, I, I wasn't expecting much from this movie. Um, Underwater is a monster film where uh, the the premises it takes place at like six or seven miles below uh, the surface underwater. Um, and so it's like, this un- <laughs> you don't say, yeah, I know this, uh, this, this, this big station, this drilling station that's down there. Um, and you know, I thought this was actually a pretty good monster movie. Um, I wasn't blown away by it, but I thought it was pretty good. Uh, there were some really cool action set pieces. Uh, there was one particularly in the beginning of this movie that was like really awesome, um, that I liked a lot. Um, so there were some good action set pieces but there were also some pretty incoherent ones um a lot so a lot of this takes place as the title says underwater so like the the people are in the space like these um suits uh and they're so they're outside in the water there and a lot of the times because like the water is like really murky and dark and they're using flashlights to light up stuff and i feel like i got lost in the action in a bunch of the sequences like i didn't know what happened to people like someone would get like say like dragged away i'm just giving like a that i don't know if that happened in the movie but like it 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 just i didn't know what happened to that person it's just like things would happen i'd be like i'm confused so where are we now and then finally like once you find out you're like oh okay i guess that's what happens so it was just kind of like incoherent didn't some things just didn't make sense um i just they they weren't blocked or staged well enough um but otherwise, like the visual effects are like cool, like every like the suits. One of my favorite things about the movie were like these suits that they have for underwater. Like these things are like really cool. Like they're pretty badass because um, mm-hmm. they have to be like. I mean, with the pressure under the water, like you're gonna have to have these big bulky suits. But like they're they're really cool. Um, I also really like Kristen Stewart in it. Kristen Stewart in it was was great. I I thought she was perfectly fine in the role. I'm a fan of her. She's done a lot of good indie stuff. Uh, like see the movie Personal Shopper that was really good, um, yeah. But she she was great, liked her. Um, uh, like I said, like I was saying before, like it immediately threw you into the action. Like the movie starts and like it just kind of goes. And at first, mm-hmm. I I liked that. I was like, oh yeah, this movie's getting going. But then after I was done, I was like, I feel like it would have been better if we learned a bit more about these characters um, because you're there's like. Six of them all together that we're following throughout this story, um, and when things happen, it's like oh, I wish, like I, I don't know. At the end, I just I was hoping to know a little bit more about these characters and um, just like if they if they flush them out, like uh, like if the movie like the movie was an hour and a half, like if there was at least like fifteen more minutes into the movie, like of the movie at the beginning, just like introducing us to these characters, I feel like I would have put like another half a star. Because I on Letterboxd I gave it three and a half. I feel like I would have like upped it to a four there. Um hmm. yeah. 
but otherwise underwater solid solid film i mean if you're looking to check that out in the theaters like i actually i, I really enjoyed it so i thought the the there was uh the monster i want to give away a bunch about the monsters but uh yeah it's it's pretty cool so um and i want to mention one thing but it's kind of spoilery so i'm not going to do it but um uh yeah <laughs> so pretty much i mean to sum it up it's like i i not just the actors or the characters. I mean, I was hoping a little bit more for the story. Um, I want, a, I wanted a little bit more from it. Um, uh, that, yeah, that's all I could say without really spoiling it. But um, yeah, so that's, that's underwater. That's uh, playing in theaters right now. Yeah. Eric, I'm sorry you missed out on that. Cause I think you would have liked it. So um, well, maybe I'll go and see it. Yeah. See it on my own. Yeah. I and actually the sound is really good. Like actually seeing it in the theater was great because like the way the sound moves th- around the theater theater with the monsters and stuff like that. It's it's pretty cool. So Okay. Yeah. So that yeah, that's underwater now playing in theaters. Um so the only other things I actually I watched this week. So yeah, I was catching up on TV shows. Um uh, oh yeah, I watched the pilot episode for Avenue Five, which is um What's that? It's the new show on HBO. It actually comes after uh, The Outsiders. It's a half-hour comedy from the creators of Veep. It stars Hugh Laurie, Josh Gad, um, but it's about a... Uh, you know how I was talking about that that Swedish film, Aniara, a few weeks Isn't ago? This, yeah, doesn't this take place in space yeah. on a ship? Dude, it's okay. pretty much the same concept as that movie, Aniara, where there's like a big cruise liner in space something happens and now they're they're thrown out of their trajectory and they're going to be in space for a really long time <laughs> um and hugh laurie is in charge <laughs> yeah but um uh, yeah my wife and i watched the pilot last night and we actually we laughed a lot it was pretty good i definitely want to continue watching only because i really like stuff like that um yeah i'm interested to see where it goes but it stars it also stars um uh, the guy in Silicon Valley, um, Jerry, what is his name? I can't remember. It's, he's like kind of the assistant. He's like the quirky assistant in Silicon Valley. I can't remember his name. Um, Jared, I think his name is Jared in the show, but in, he's, Jared. he's in this Shavenu five and he's hilarious. So, um, yeah, I would, I would recommend checking that one out half hour now, one episode on HBO. Um, but otherwise that is it. So I did. So before we, um, talk about bad boys for life, um, I actually, I, I did want to rewatch bad boys one and two, cause I actually haven't seen those for a while, especially two. I've definitely seen bad boys one, maybe in the past couple of years, but it's been a while for bad boys two. Um, so both of them are actually on Netflix right now. Um, so I'm not going to talk about them right now, but I, as we, talk about bad boys for life i'm definitely going to be bringing up some of the thoughts i had on on those two movies so uh, but otherwise yeah that's that's all i've watched in the past week so um all right well you hey any anything else otherwise i think we're ready to, to get to the main review no i'm ready let's get started all right so let's talk about bad boys for life Even the Batmobile don't hold the road like this, bitch. Tight pants and fast cars don't make you Batman, Mike. Uh, Buzz, Buzz, Buzz! Get me the fuck out of this car. 
Mike, we got more time behind us than in front. Man, please. Because I'm going to be running down criminals till I'm 100. Not me. I'm retiring. What happened to Bad Boys for Life? It's time we be good men. It is Bad Boys for Life. Who the fuck wants to sing that song? All right. So, Bad Boys for Life was directed by a. I'm I'm probably gonna butcher their names. I feel bad, but it's <laughs> it's a Belgian directors Adil El Arbi and Balil Falah. I'm I totally butchered it. I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh, but these are two directors out of Belgium. Uh, and then from I was actually listening to a podcast. They were actually on uh, did a half hour talk with Collider. Uh, and apparently what happened was uh, Jerry Bruckheimer, who is like a major producer, he produced Bad Boys and stuff. They saw a movie they did um, a few years ago and she was like, he brought them in for a meeting. was like, let's work together. Like, what do you like? What do you guys want to do? Uh, and they ended up doing Bad Boys. So that's kind of how they got the role or for the, the job for the directing job here. Interesting. Yeah, so so Bad Boys for Life, uh, as we know, this is uh, based on the franchise that ca- that started in 1995, um, uh, starring Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. Uh, this was actually the first di- movie that was directed by Michael Bay. This is his directorial debut back in 1995. And Michael Bay, as we know, is the 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 Bayhem, where he creates just like chaos <laughs> in his in his Bayhem. movies. <laughs> He did a lot of the Transformers, Armageddon. I mean, this guy's he's he's done a he lot. He did the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. No, he produced it. He didn't direct it. Oh, he produced it. Yeah, oh, okay. he was a producer. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and then in 2003, uh, Bad Boys Two came out. Um. So uh, before we get to the movies, I want to talk about uh budgets and box office from this weekend because I'm really surprised by a lot of it. So. Mm-hmm. As I was watching Bad Boys, I, I, I decided I want to look up the budget, like how much was this movie, how much the movie was made for. So, Eric, what do you think back in 1995, how much do you think Bad Boys was made for? What do you think the budget was? Oh, in 1995? Yeah. Um, 30, uh, $35 million. Uh, kind of close. It was made for $20 million. Okay. Yeah, and from what I read, the the ending to Bad Boys with the big explosion in the hangar and stuff, like Michael Bay paid for that because the studio didn't, but he wanted it in the movie, so he paid for it. Because <laughs> at this time, he was a very successful commercial and music video director, so he had money. He had money to spend. It's so funny. It's like he paid for that one, and that's why he's so over the top now with studios' monies with the yeah. explosion. <laughs> so well, so so he's just spiteful. <laughs> So Bad Boys Two, which was a two and a half hour movie, how how much do you think that budget was? So remember, this is after he's a big director now. He did The Rock, he did Armageddon, which was huge. Like, how much do you think the 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 budget for Bad Boys Two was? What was that? Two thousand three, right? Two thousand three, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say a hundred and seventy five million dollars. Uh, it, that's a little much, but but it was made for 130 million dollars. Oh my god! <laughs> so think about that. The first one was only 20. This was 130. So the second one is so ridiculous, though. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> so after rewatching them, like I'm a 
like I really like Bad Boys one. I I didn't really watch Bad Boys probably until like the two thousands. Like I didn't really watch it when I was a kid. It's not one of those movies I watched all the time. Like like Speed was my action movie. Twister. Mm-hmm. Um, but Bad Boys I never really watched probably until my my I was a teenager in the in the two thousands. Um, it was probably around when Bad Boys two came out. Yeah, that's when I was uh, excited about it. But anyways, rewatching it, Bad Boys one was was pretty good. I I really liked it. Uh, except I was so annoyed by Tay Leona's character, who was the like the witness that they're trying to protect. Yeah, and, I don't really like her as an actress. Yeah, she's fine, but also like Martin Lawrence really annoyed me as well because he's just like kind of like this like bumbling idiot a little bit, and like he was funny in it at times, but like just watching him like squirm and like be awkward and try to like lie terribly was just mm-hmm. he did it way too much in the movie and it was just really frustrating um and then bad boys 2 i think is like the worst of the three movies um wow yeah i i was wow. i was i was pumped to go back into it because i remember liking it but now watching it like it's kind of like a two and a half hour slog like the action, like, I like a lot of action, but this was just way too over the top, and I found myself bored by the action sequences in this one. Like, it was, the editing for it was just too much. Like, I, I, like, I like Michael Bay's movies at times, but this was just, like, way too much, and I I was just not, like, a big fan of Bad Boys 2. Like, it was pretty enjoyable at times, but, like, yeah, I was not a fan. But, well, I mean, what what, what are your opinions on the the original two? Um, so I saw the second one first, um, and I'm not going to lie. Like, I really enjoy the second one. I think it's this big Miami vice kind of movie. And I, and I just love everything about it. Like all the action, all the, the banter back and forth between Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. Um, I mean, there are some scenes that are kind of, eh, like, like Michael Bay has a has a way with him with his movies where it's a lot of action. It's also a lot of like sexual sexualization. So like there were some scenes that are they're kind of cringe now. Like when I do watch them, I'm like, oh, like what? You know, like the whole uh, funeral home scene or whatever you want to call oh, it. Oh like, yeah, like that's, dude, it's kind of cringe now, dude. Man, that's you know? exactly like, what I was talking about. And Eric's, it's, we're just going to spoil a very seventeen year old movie. But you're talking about yeah. the scene in the funeral home where like. There's the female, like the hot female corpse with the boobs hanging out, right? Yeah, and like, it's like yeah, it was. Why I was like, have hum- to be in there. <laughs> yeah, it did not have to be in there at all. Like, it was meant yeah. for like a joke, but like watching it now, it's like it just doesn't play well now at all. Um, no, like, yeah. and they have the guy in that scene where his head pops off. Like, that's funny enough. Like, you don't need this like exactly dead yeah. hooker on a on a on a on a slab. You know, like yeah, she didn't, she didn't even have drugs in her. Yeah. You know, like, so she was just, just there, there for this, like, yeah, she was there to be a pair of tits. Yeah. And like, yeah. you know, we don't need that, Michael Bay. Yeah. Like, you're in Miami. You got enough chicks walking around half naked already, you yeah. know? So, like, that's, that is the one thing, that movie, but I love all the action in Bad Boys, too. I love all the slow-mo shots and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then the first Bad Boys because I saw it second after this big spectacle of bad boys too, I thought the first bad boys was actually kind of boring and like not eventful. Well, there's actually, almost... there's not a lot of action in that movie. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could really tell by that with the budget too. So, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So it's almost like for me, it's almost like forgettable, you know, which yeah. is sad because it's like the first one. Um, well, the thing is, so, in, in the first one, it's definitely more of like a Martin Lawrence movie because you're seeing you're seeing him spend more time with Tay Leona as the character, and just watching them two on screen is just again annoying at times. Um, but which makes sense though, because it's it's like around the time Blue Streak came out and uh, and like all those kinds of movies. So well, that's the thing, Martin Lawrence. Like I think for Bad Boys One and Two, he was billed first. But I think Bad Boys for Life, Will Smith was billed first, um, which is is kind of a big deal. So, yeah, it's funny because they're it's like their names are opposite of where they stand on the the movie poster. I hate when that happens. Like I, I know hate it's, it so it, it annoys me. It bothers me. Like I pointed yeah. out. Like I noticed that. You yeah. Know? Like I, uh, now, I, now I, I gotta look because I I didn't. Are you talking about Bad Boys for Life? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to look it up. Yeah, oh my god! Oh Martin my Lawrence. gosh! <laughs> Yo, that is so annoying. Oh my god! Yeah, lo- literally looking at the movie. Just look up "Bad Boys for Life" movie poster. You yep. got Martin Lawrence on the left side. Underneath him, it says Will Smith. You got Will Smith on the right side. And underneath it says Martin Lawrence. Yo, that's oh, that I didn't even notice that. That's so annoying. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's super frustrating. <laughs> But uh, anyway, so yeah, I just wanted to give like a, I wanted to make sure we talked about our, our thoughts on this because this is a franchise that's 25 years in the making. Like the last Bad Boys 2 came out 17 years ago. Like it's nuts. And they could have easily made this movie three years after that one. Easily. Oh, like sure. no problem. Yeah. Like Michael Bay was pumping out garbage. Like he could have easily. Done no, whoa, 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 whoa. Listen, this came out 2003. 2005 was when the island came out and i love the island oh okay no okay so i take that back yeah. the island and i know you like the island like, movies. yeah i love that freaking <laughs> that's up you know me that's honestly up my that's alley, I, th- bro. <laughs> I think that's my i think that's my favorite michael bay movie uh the island uh if you haven't seen the island folks like go see it like it's fantastic it's definitely the best michael bay movie scar stars scarlett johansson you mcgregor it's it's awesome um uh, so yeah, the 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 last thing I want to want to mention, um, uh, I had to look up where the island was streaming. You can find it now on Cinemax. So, uh, anyways, uh, what was I gonna say? So the last thing I want to mention for Bad Boys is I was shocked by the um, box office this weekend. Yeah. So this this movie was actually made. Bad Boys for Life was made on a budget of ninety million. Um, what really? Yeah. Well, I mean. That's it? These are pretty much like first-time directors, so I'm surprised they even got that much money. Um, Dude, this feels wow. It feels like a bigger movie, though. Um, Yeah, yeah. They they really stretched their budget really well, but yeah, this was 90 million. But at the box office this weekend, it made 68 million dollars, which is like, I I think it was one of the biggest openings in January. But like, that's crazy to me. Um, I was not expecting a movie that's 17 years old to like have that big, big of a box office number. Um, yeah. So I thought that was kind of nuts. What are any, any thoughts there? Uh, so good for Will Smith. Cause I think this will be the first movie he's made in the last couple of years. That'll actually make something. Yeah, uh, probably. and <laughs> right. And, and, uh, good for Martin Lawrence too. Cause he, hasn't really been doing anything and he kind of got pulled out of retirement. So it's good to see that the, these guys names uh, together can sell a movie because that's how 
good they are together. So I'm just like I'm I'm just happy for, you know, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. Yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely happy too. That's awesome. Um and side note because this this shocked me. I sent it to our group chat over the week, but I was really shocked. Uh so Jumanji has been out for 6 weeks. The Rise of Skywalker has been out for 5 weeks. Jumanji showed up at number 4 on the box office this weekend and Skywalker uh, was number 5. So it's amazing. It's it, Star Wars is losing steam real fast. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's made a ton of money, but to see Jumanji back on top of it, that's to me, that's kind of crazy. So, do you know if Star Wars passed a billion dollars yet? Uh, yes, it passed a billion worldwide. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah it made it made uh, a billion and twenty eight million. So, well. But all right, so now that I kind of got all that out of the way, just setting up Bad Boys for Life. Uh, so, Eric, what'd you think of Bad Boys for Life? Uh, so, <clears throat> like I said before, I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, I think it's a great, you know, great comedy action movie with Martin Lawrence and Will Smith. Uh, a lot of good action scenes. Some, like, not all of them are over the top. You know, there there is one scene. Where it's not a spoiler. Like, I just got to say it and you're going to know what I mean. There's a scene where they're on a motorcycle and they like hit this car off of a tow truck and it blows up as it flips off the back of the tow truck. Yeah, a little over the top. (laughs) A little over the top. But like there wasn't a lot of those. There's maybe like two of those. Um, I really have to say that... uh, the comedy throughout this whole movie, it, for me, it hit like every single time, every single time. Um, I like the new characters that they introduced. I think they, uh, f- you know, uh, flushed them out pretty well, um, as opposed to like how other movies do it with these team up kind of movies. Um, it felt like a Michael Bay movie in some scenes, but without all the Bay hem and, and the, the, the most of it. And then um, I have to say that this movie felt like it had stakes in it. Uh, as opposed to the other ones, kind of didn't. Um, I, I couldn't. And, I couldn't agree more with that statement. Yeah, I yeah. totally agree. You know, like I, I really like that. Like it, it felt like that they were, they were really in this, and it almost matched the title, like Bad Boys for Life. Like you felt it. Yeah. Um, like the first two, it's, were, it felt like they were kind of like indestructible a little bit. Yeah, you know, yeah. Oh, oh, bulletproof Mike. You know, like yeah, like it's, a, it's it's a joke, right? I mean, yeah. it's funny. Um. And then I, I'll have to say there were some surprises in this movie that I did not see coming. And that's why it made this movie feel like it had more stakes in it because some stuff happens in this movie. One thing happens that is you're kind of like, oh, shit. And then there's another thing that happens and I was kind of like, oh, that's nice. Okay. Um, but uh, no, overall, like, you know, a really fun movie. I really enjoyed it. And a solid third installment, especially one this so far out from the second one. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I feel about it. Cool. Sounds good. Yeah, I have uh, pretty much like the same sentiments to you. Um, If I were to rank all the Bad Bad Boys movies, I'm going to put this one as my favorite. uh, And then Bad Boys and then Bad Boys 2 as my least favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed this film. I had a really great time with it. Um, the, the directors, they, they made it feel like a bad boys movie. Um, mm-hmm. like they kind of had, like they used some of the style that 
Michael Bay had, but like they really made it their own, which I I, I really liked. Um, like there's some pretty cool shots and sequences that I enjoyed. Um, and yeah, as far as the story, like again, I don't watch trailers. I don't know how it was con- like conveyed in the trailers at all, but like I knew nothing of the story going in whatsoever. Um, and I was totally shocked by it, and I loved it. Like I loved where, where the story went. Um, and I think that also had to do with it. I think it has uh, the best villains in the trilogy. Um, I feel like I feel like in the first two movies, they're kind of like stereotypical, like thieves and drug dealers and stuff. And it's just like, okay, whatever. But these, I'm like, when they did something, like I felt it. Like I felt it uh, happen to me. Uh, so I really think that the villains were great. Um uh, and then, yeah, it also had a lot of heart at times. Like there are times where I'm like, yeah. like I was like, oh man, like that's upsetting. Like that is like that upsets me in my core, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it had definitely had a lot of heart. Um, and g- going back to, um, bad boys two, where I just felt like some of the editing style for the action sequences was just like too much and just, uh, just very messy. I felt like there were some really great action set pieces here that were actually coherent, and I can understand what was going on. Some good fight sequences and in car chases and such. Um, and especially there was a there was a fight scene on a roof. I thought was really great. Um, and yeah, the the story that I mentioned the story took me by surprise by a lot. I, I know I said I really liked the story, but it. it yeah, there were some pretty shocking moments in the story where like, I was like, Oh shit, did that just happen? Like what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, really, really shocked by that. Um, and I was also really excited because you know me, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a movie score fiend. I love movie scores. Um, but the score was directed by Lauren Balf, who is like one of my new favorite composers. He, uh, I think he's like kind of like a protege to Hans Zimmer, but uh, he probably one of the biggest scores he did so far was uh, Mission Impossible Fallout. He did the new show, uh, uh, His Dark Materials. But Lauren Balf did the score for this, and I was really excited because Bad Boys. Uh, I'm gonna actually it's playing in the background right now. Uh, I'm gonna have the Bad Boys theme. Um, but Bad Boys has such a great theme song. Like I love it. Like it's it plays in the beginning of the movie in Bad Boys. Uh, but like in Bad Boys 2, it disappears. Like it's not, it's not there anymore. Like the I don't even know what composer had it, but like they didn't even bring it back in. But in this movie, he brings that that theme back into the score, and I'm like, yes, oh, that's that's what I wanted to see. Like or I wanted to hear. Like I was so pumped when I heard it. And then during the action set pieces, like the the the, the, uh, the action scenes, like. You hear the, like the bad boys theme come in. I'm not talking about like bad boys, bad boys. What you're gonna do? But like the actually theme music to bad boys, which I just I loved. I was so excited by it. But I think that's I think that's what got me excited the most in, in the entire movie was hearing that again. <laughs> so well, it was funny because um, on my other podcast, the Excess Press, we reviewed every episode of The Mandalorian, and I called out in episode five of The Mandalorian. Um, it's not kind of a spoiler, but not really. Uh, they're on speeder bikes through the desert. There's two of them on the on these speeder bikes, the Mandalorian and this other bounty hunter. And this music plays. And when I heard it, I'm like, that is that sounds exactly like Bad Boys. 
So I think it, it sounded, it seemed like it was kind of homage to Bad Boys because you got these two people on like speeder bikes cruising through the desert. Um, and I just thought that was a cool homage uh, and uh, Mandalorian. But anyway, so big fan of the score. I was a, a fan of this movie. There were some things that I didn't like, but they're, they're actually kind of spoiler points, which I, I don't want to talk about now because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, there's, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to talk about it. Um, I, I guess the one, the one thing I could say is I felt like the story was repeated a little bit in this movie um, as to Bad Boys Two. Um, one of the story elements that happened, but I, I have to be more specific in spoilers because, uh, yeah. So, um, but yeah, those are those are my general non-spoiler thoughts of of, of Bad Boys. So. Um, any before we move to spoilers, Eric? Any any other thoughts you wanna you wanna talk about? Uh, no, 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 I'm good. All right, well, sounds good. So, those are our non-spoilers talk uh, for Bad Boys for Life. So, if you haven't uh, seen the movie yet, I highly recommend uh, checking it out. Uh, well, I recommend checking it out. It was I, I liked it a lot. Um, yeah, definitely go see this movie. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. You you won't be disappointed or bored or, or anything. It's a fun movie. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about spoilers now. So if you haven't, uh, come back and listen uh, when whenever you have seen the movie. So, all right. So starting now, uh, everything will be spoilers for Bad Boys for Life. So we're just going to do a knock and talk. What? Hey, look, all our lives we've been bad boys, all right? Now it's time to be good men. Who in the hell want to sing that song? Good man, good man, what you gonna do? Well, maybe if you sing the song like you meant it, it'll catch on. No. Knock and talk. Yeah, knock, knock. Find if you need to get down. I need you on your knees with your hands behind your head right now. Um, so Eric, I'll, uh, do you want me to go first? Or you want to go first? No, how about you go first? I went first on the non-spoiler. All right. Sounds good. So now I talked about some of the things that shocked me in this movie, like Mike getting shot up in the beginning, like totally surprised me. I did not expect that at all. So it, it surprised me, but how they led up to it was the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like, I'm sorry to come out swinging, but uh, I could it, I could agree that being. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty dumb. Yeah. Like Mike Lowry, cool Mike Lowry in Miami on the strip, like drunk 50 something year old guy. Like, let's have a race in the road. Like, dude, what are you doing, man? Like. <laughs> Man, yeah, now that I think about it, yeah, that was kind of stupid how that happened. <laughs> yeah, like, yo, y- you should have got shot, like, doing some dumb shit. Yeah, I guess it could be doing anything else. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know, I'm just kidding, but uh, I don't know. That kind of bothered me, but it was a very intense moment. I'm like, shit, they're going to kill Will Smith like Thanos at <laughs> the beginning of this movie. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I assumed that he wasn't gonna die, but I was just, I, w- I, I was shocked by it. I, I didn't see that one coming. Um, but yeah, then you kind of learn later on, like why he, they're like the being hunted exactly, which I thought was actually a pretty cool reveal, which we'll talk, we'll talk about a bit later. Um, 
But you know, you know, well, let's just talk about the villains now. I actually, I don't. I, let me pull up the IMDb because I definitely don't have the actor and actress's name. Um, but yeah, the, I thought the villains were really good in this one. Like, uh, I like the motivations of mm-hmm. of, of them. Um, now it was, it was about the the wife of a old of a drug lord who died that apparently Mike Mike Lowerly had killed. Uh, or was taken down by a bunch of uh, other people in in Miami on the police department and the DEA. Um, now, uh, the so the actress who played the wife Isabel Aretas was uh, Kate De, Del Castillo. Castillo. Um, she was actually really great. She kind of had that badass moment in the beginning, like taking down the the the, the guard and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was cool. And then uh, the son. Uh, was Arm- uh, Armando, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah Armando. Armando. So it was uh, Jacob Sapio. C- yeah. So uh, he was the guy that was always after uh, Mike Lowry and doing all the assassinations. He was pretty badass. Dude, he was so badass. Yeah. I-, I love, I love how they like first introduce his character when they're doing that deal in Miami. Oh yeah. And uh, the guys like all pull a gun on him and stuff, and he just pulls out this blade and kills like six guys. <laughs> yeah. And then goes to this other goon and is like, "You, you're gonna work for me now." Like blah blah blah, and that's it. And like he just like left. Yeah. Like that's a cool way to to introduce. Yeah. Your guy. Yeah, I thought like him and his mom both had had great uh, introductions in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, we we find out that. Uh, Mike Lowry had a new past, uh, or he had not a new past, but he had a past that we didn't know about. Uh, he was a he was an undercover agent as a young guy, and he kind of had a love affair with this drug lord's wife, uh, mm-hmm. and he, he ended up having a son. Uh, the the his assassin was his son, which um, I I I actually I kind of liked. I thought there were some cool moments. Uh, some when Mike when Mike is finding out all this, like. I, I felt for Mike. Um, I don't know. You gave a big sigh. What What are you thinking? Well, so this is this is it, it. It like killed me, you know, because I really like. This is one of the things I I actually love about this movie is, you know, you you find out that Mike Lowry was pulled out of poli- the uh, police academy early by uh, Captain Howard. Um to go work undercover for this cartel and get information and all this stuff. And it's like, you find out like that. This is how Mike Lowry was created in a way, like the persona, like how he became this big cop and all this kind of shit. And it's like, it's such a, like you get so much more depth to his character and it's, I, I feel like it's just squandered by the fact that he has a kid with this woman and, and like this the the protagonist of the movie is like his kid and it becomes this like you mean the antagonist the the i'm sorry the antagonist is is his kid and it's like i i feel like will smith has been making these father-son movies for the last 15 years and it's like now he's making one where his son's trying to kill him and it's like it's just like it didn't work for me like they could have kept it like he killed the husband and all this stuff and it could have been this revenge story for this for the kid but they had to make him his son 
And like, I, that's like one thing I didn't actually like about it. Oh, interesting. Okay. No, I could, I could, I could totally get it. Cause yeah, it comes off like a little cheesy. Um, but I, I think you, you, you made a good point about how Mike Lauer is created that this way. And I, I, I actually really like that. Like I like that backstory that they gave him. Um, but yeah, so I mean, yeah, I thought the the villains were great. There was there was more depth to those characters than than the other villains that we had in Bad Boys One and Two. Um, but the the one thing that kind of like I didn't like a lot, like I'm watching it and I'm like, uh, this is ending very similar to Bad Boys Two, where they have to go to a different country. Uh, like they went to Cuba in Bad Boys Two, and this one they go to Mexico, like. I, I wish they would just stay in Miami, like keep it in Miami, like have the action set there, like do what you need to do in Miami. Um, I mean, it's, I guess it's fine. You did in bad boys too, but like, why do you have to do it and get like, go to another country and, and, uh, it, go to Mexico. Like they're just, they're just cops. They're not like, they're not like they're FBI agents or spies or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like they're just a bunch of cops like that work in Miami. Like just, just keep them, in, just keep them in Miami. Like that was the one disappointing thing that uh i didn't like about the story um Mm -hmm. because immediately when they went to miami that's what i thought of um um but uh actually i didn't i didn't talk about this before but um martin lawrence was hysterical in this movie Mm -hmm. like he this is he i i did not like him much in bad boys one he was a little bit better in bad boys two but i loved what they he his like his now uh, mature character that they they have in this movie, mm-hmm. and he's just so funny and like charming at times. And he had some like really great lines, like lines that made me like just laugh out loud. Dude, the uh, whole like dropping the kid off at the spa that then goes into them pulling up to the building and the body falling on the van, like that whole like 10 minute thing to where they're driving and <laughs> yeah. roof is caved in. It's just like, it's so freaking hilarious. Yeah. And it's all because of Martin Lawrence and his delivery of lines and stuff. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. Oh, well then <laughs> and at the, towards the end, Will Smith is talking about, Oh yeah. The, that guy, he's mine. And then Martin Lawrence is like, yeah, he sure is yours. Or, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know what? You know, it was so funny at, at like certain parts of the movie, you could tell like, like the, the, uh, uh, what's his name? Armando doesn't even want to kill, uh, Martin Lawrence's character to where it's like, there's scenes, especially at the end where Martin's just standing on the side, watching Will Smith get his like, ass oh by yeah. Kid. <laughs> and it's just so funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to penetrate his soul. <laughs> I actually liked how that came back uh, at the end uh, yeah. with Will Smith saying that about his son. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I like that. Um, so a couple things. There were some some fun cameos in this movie. So the first one I want to mention is that Reggie was back. Remember Reggie from Bad Boys 2? Yeah, he was in this. I can't remember. Dude, you don't remember? Dude, he, yeah, he was marrying the daughter, Reggie. Remember? Who, oh, that's who when I walked is, out of the theater. Who the fuck Dude, is that's Reggie? That's when I walked out. Oh, really? Yeah, I walked out during the the, the wedding. Because you're going to call out another uh, thing, and I didn't know until I opened the IMDb about this cameo. Oh, yeah. The the other cameo was Michael Bay. Michael Bay was in yeah. it. So did you miss his cameo? 
Yeah, I missed his cameo too. Oh man, yeah. So yeah, so so what I so it was funny because I had no idea he was in this movie, um, but he uh, when the shot came up, like it was the total three sixty camera move around Michael Bay, and that's, oh, that's awesome. like that's the Michael Bay move, like doing doing a camera 360 around like characters um mm-hmm. and it's funny that the directors did that and i was listening again in this <laughs> collider podcast uh with the directors today they were talking about how it was kind of hard to get michael bay because he was really busy uh, i think he was shooting six underground and but he, he came on and he was able to do the role and he only needed one take because sometimes it's challenging to do those like turning cameras, but like my, since it's Michael Bay's move, like he does it. So like he knew where to turn at the like right exact moments, but uh, <laughs> it's a shame. It's a shame. He missed a cameo. Cause it was actually really, really cool. So. Oh, okay. Well, Oh, uh, I'll call out another cameo that uh, DJ Khaled was in this movie. <laughs> oh yeah. It was fun seeing his hand get smashed by hammer. <laughs> yeah. It was hilarious. He, he did good. He's I, I love him. He's great. Yeah, I've seen him in this. Well, actually, one of the things that I liked from Bad Boys Two was the introduction of um, uh, Marcus Burnett's uh, sister, uh, played by Gabrielle Union. Uh, I can't remember her name, but she was like the love interest to, to Mike Lowry, and she was—I thought they would be dating at the end of the. She, they were dating at the end of um, Bad Boys Two, but she was not in this movie at all. So I was kind of bummed to not see Gabrielle Union in here. And there was like a one liner like mentioning that they had like broke it off or whatever. Yeah. 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 But that's fine. It's so long, you know. Yeah, like, I Seventeen like. years ago, so it's like all right, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So um uh and then actually one of the one of my favorite scenes was actually so Captain Howard, who is played by Joe Pantaleone, um, and he there was that really touching scene. Uh, at the end, just talking about uh, Will Smith. Uh, what what was the conversation? Why am I blanking? It was talking about like his his path in life and which with Pat path he wants to take. Uh, he tells this like whole story, but I thought it was like a really touching scene. But then after that, I'm like, something's gonna happen to him because like right before that, the the they the the villains kept talking about how they have to make Mike Lowry suffer, and then there was that moment mm-hmm. with Captain Howard and Mike Lowry, and I'm like. Here we go. This is this is it. And then still shocked me, but he got sniped like hard. Oh, uh, dude, it was so sad. Yeah, I was really like, he was sad. like, yeah, they were talking like, oh, yeah, uh, come over for dinner. And he goes, oh, you're cooking. Oh, uh, no. He's like, yeah, we'll just order pizza. Like it, it was just like a very normal moment. Yeah. After a very touching scene between the two of them. And then, yeah, he just gets sniped out. And it's yeah, he just dies. Yeah. Like. Yeah, yeah. But, um, so what? What? I, any, yeah. What are your What are your thoughts? Because I think we were just going off what I was saying. But what? Uh, what? Are, what else? What other thoughts you have? So I really like the ammo group in this. Uh, they introduced to us four more characters: Dorn, Kelly, Raf, uh, Rafi, and uh, and Rita. And I thought that they were all really good additions to this movie. Because, you know, it's like these are older guys. So, like, you always got to bring in, like, a young group, you know, for them to banter back and forth with and shit. And, like, you got a little bit of that. <clears throat> Excuse me. But um, I, I, I just think that they actually, you know, gave respect to these new characters. Like, you actually got to know them uh, a good amount. And you end up finding out that 
Rita and uh, uh, Mike Lowry had like a thing in the past. And it's like this running joke between Mike and Marcus where it's like, you're an idiot. Like you could, you had her and you're an idiot. Like, I don't know what you're doing. And it's like this running thing through, through the movie. Um, But, you know, I, I, and I have to say, I love Dorn uh, Alexander Ludwig's character, the, (laughs) the big guy, the IT guy. I thought he it was just so funny because he's just a big person and you don't realize how big he is until he's like standing next to Will Smith on screen. And he's just like he's just like this, the nicest guy in the world. But he does like the IT stuff and it's like baffling to like Will Smith, like why he doesn't go out in the field. But then like you find out why, because it's like the director's like want you to care about these characters a little more. And it's like, it's nice that you find out, you know, you find out little things about the, this like side group. And I feel like in the Michael Bay movies, like, you know, we didn't really get a lot of character depth with, with our, even our main guys. Like it took to the third movie to get a little depth into Mike Lowry, you know, which you didn't think you really wanted until you got it. And then it like, you know, it was good. So, um, that was one thing that I really liked about about uh, this movie. Yeah, like no, I, I like I like the additions uh, of them. But yeah, Vanessa Hudgens was in it. Uh, yeah, I was a really big fan of Paola Nunez, who played uh, Rita. Mm-hmm. Um, her character yeah was great. Um, yeah, I remember watching the TV show The Purge. I didn't finish it, but she was starred in the the TV show. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I agree. Yeah, Alexander Ludwig was great. Uh, he's, uh, I think he's starring in Vikings right now. Um, but yeah, yeah. The, Is he the kid from Home Improvement? No, no. Okay. No. Do you know who I'm? Do you know who I'm talking about? Yes, his name. Okay. Uh, no, his name is blanking. I don't know his name. All right, because he kind of looks like a grown-up version of the oldest son in Home Improvement. Oh no. Okay. Yeah. No, the I'm first time I that. first time I saw him was in um, uh, the Hunger Games. He played like the main villain in the Hunger Games. So, yep. Yeah. Um, can I say can I say one thing that I had a uh, issue with with this was yeah the beginning kind of felt a little choppy like how it kind of all like went I think it went a little quick it was a little choppy um and then yeah I talked about the running scene uh, I think some of the CGI at the end was kind of bad and over and like they could have maybe done it a little better or used more practical effects yeah. Yeah, I like, I thought the CGI during the um, chase sequence, the the motorcycle sequence, I thought that was not great. I thought it could have been done a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, some of that wasn't that good. Yeah, it was a funny scene. Like, yeah, when, I liked it. I thought it was flipped. funny, but it, yeah. it was pretty obvious the 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 effects. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Um, what else and you got? Then, and then how they ended it? Like, oh I, yeah. I didn't like it, man. Like, I don't like it. Like, Will Smith walks... It's it's something out of a Fast and the Furious movie, right? Yeah. Walks into a cage. His son's there. Hey, uh, might have an opportunity for you to do less time. Like, dude, this fucking kid just killed your your boss, who apparently you've had a relationship for the last 25-plus years. Uh, he tried to kill you, and he killed a bunch of other people. 
why do like what i know like you're gonna get a you're just gonna get a pass like, that's ridiculous <laughs> yeah. just to make another movie i know like, i know it's like a hobbs and shaw now yeah like, pretty like much a, yeah ha- it sucks yeah shaw does all this terrible things in fast and furious and it's like all right let's be best friends now it's like yo bro that guy killed a lot of people like, yeah like that's the one thing i don't like about it yeah. like well i saw i saw a funny comment on reddit it was like will smith comes in he's like Hey kid, I want to talk to you about the Bad Boys Initiative. <laughs> uh, I, I was cracking up when I read that. I'm like, yeah, that's uh, that's essentially what it is. And it's like, yeah, I. So this this scene actually comes right after like the the main credits. So it's like it's kind of like a mid credits scene. Um, yeah. But yeah, I. Uh, from what I heard, they were already yeah they were already setting up a Bad Boys four. I read that before I saw the movie, but yeah after seeing this, I'm like oh now I'm not as excited about it. Like yeah I'm just not yeah. excited. Like we don't need this. Yeah it's just you know? it's too familiar now. I mean it's just like okay all right well so well hopefully they kill him off in maybe the first twenty minutes of the Bad Boys four. So we'll see. Yeah yeah <laughs> some vengeance story of Will Smith. Yeah I don't know. <laughs> yeah um oh dude the airport the whole airplane scene in this movie was hilarious oh uh, yeah we fly together like, we die together and then the guy's like what uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like you don't say that shit on a plane yeah. dude. Uh, and he's sitting there he's like i'm gonna kill my son <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like can we switch these he's like yeah 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 oh man yeah that was good yeah yeah there were some legit like funny some of the fully the funniest sequences out of all the movies are in here um and nothing just like trying to like nothing like a like boobs in a funeral home like there's nothing like that here it's all nothing. like smart comedy you know mm-hmm. um well so the the first uh the person that wrote this or one of the first people to take a crack at it was joe carnahan um do you know who joe carnahan is uh no i can't say i do so joe carnahan's a writer director he is the one that developed the story for this movie but he directed he wrote and directed one of my favorite movies of all time which is smoke and aces oh my god are you serious yeah yeah i love that movie yes you know chris pine is in that movie damn well no i know he's in that movie no i know you know but it's like chris pine chris pine's in that movie playing like a (laughs) nazi skin yeah dude i love i love that movie but yeah i love that movie. joe carnahan was the first one that was tapped so he he kind of wrote the bones of the story Mm -hmm. um and from what the directors say like a lot of the story remains remains there like will smith getting shot in the beginning of the movie was always there uh, but yeah, so Joe Carnahan, he he kind of was the first one to uh, get his hands on this, so I thought that was uh, pretty awesome. Um, but otherwise, yeah, it's really really fun movie. Uh, if you're a fan of the Bad Boys franchise, I highly recommend checking this one out. Um, uh, I don't know, I don't really, yeah, I don't have any other thoughts, Eric. What about you? Any any final thoughts on Bad Boys? No. No, no. I mean, overall, like I, I, ha- I had a really fun time with this movie. Like, yeah, it has its little things. I mean, it's it's a it's an action movie. You know, you're gonna go eat a bunch of popcorn, be entertained, laugh your ass off, be wowed. You know, it's it's a ton of fun. So, you know, definitely go and see it. Um, 
Is this PG thirteen or is it R, Matt? No, this was this is R. This is R. Oh, it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The guy gets impaled by like the freaking forklift. Yeah, <laughs> oh <right>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was, dude. Yeah. When that guy. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty the, cool. The tank gets shot. He gets blown yeah. up, and you just see him get flung yeah. like across the room. Uh, that whole <laughs> that mounted. whole. Oh, so that whole sequence is actually really cool. But the one thing that I understand, <laughs> they're flying a drone, like a Maverick two drone, into a warehouse. People are going to hear that shit. Like, those things are loud as fuck. Like, all right. So they would, because, like, all right. I know it's like a movie, <laughs> but yo, like, just knowing how loud they are in real life, like, those things are loud. Like, all right. Yeah, damn. I know. Because I was watching it and I'm like, oh, okay. They're using the drone. Like, those things are pretty quiet. No. But no, now you're telling me I'm totally wrong. No, I'm tra- <laughs> go, go, go look up a YouTube video of the sounds of drones. Like, they're, yeah, they're, they're loud. All right. Um, but yeah, so yeah, that is Bad Boys for Life. Oh, no, wait. No, 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 no. What? They were playing music in the warehouse. Yeah. Yeah, so but that... like, it's still loud. I I don't know. It's fine. Uh, it's a movie. I forgive it. I forgive it. I, I, all right. All right. All right. Yeah. Fine, fine, I just fine. thought it was okay. funny. That's all. <laughs> okay. All right. Finish up. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So any, any final thoughts? Are you good? No, I think that's the last uh, one that'll come to mind. <laughs> All right, sounds good. So yeah, that is uh, those are our thoughts on Bad Boys for Life now playing in theaters. Uh, yeah, we both uh, we yeah both recommend it. So uh, next week uh, looks like we're going to be reviewing The Gentleman, which is the new uh, Guy yeah. Ritchie film, written directed by uh, Guy Ritchie. Dude, this movie has so many good people in it: Matt McConaughey, Charlie Hunnam, Jeremy Strong, Colin Farrell, Henry Golding, Hugh Grant, like. This has got a lot of so people. Good. Yeah, I I am excited. This is kind of going back to his like roots of just like drug lords and stuff. I I literally know nothing about this movie. I haven't seen. Any I know trailers. nothing about it. Have you seen trailers for it yet or no? Uh, I, I've seen one and it's the same one. Like I haven't. Uh, I don't want to know anything about it because I just want to go and just have fun with a quirky Guy Ritchie movie. Yeah, yeah. Hope, you know, hoping it's good. I, I'm looking forward to it so much. Yeah, hoping it's good. The last movie Guy Ritchie did was Aladdin, so uh, I know. Didn't see that one, actually. Still haven't seen it. Uh, I mean, if you've seen the cartoon, you're good enough with that. So Yeah, that's what I heard. Um, all right, so yeah, that is it for this week's episode. So, Eric, uh, where can we find you? Uh, you can just find me on my Instagram, not your average accountant. All right, cool. Yeah, and if you are not subscribing to the podcast, uh, please do so. Uh, We are now streaming on Apple Podcasts, so uh, we were qualified to be on that like sometime last week, Uh, so we were were approved to be on there, so we are there. But yeah, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, um, Anchor, and uh, a lot of other major podcast uh, platforms. Uh, you can also email us at what you think podcast at gmail.com. If you have any thoughts uh, of maybe you had some bad theater experiences you want to share or you want to share your thoughts on bad boys for life or anything else, uh, let us know. You can shoot us an email over there. You can also find me on Instagram at Matt Zabita. If you want, you could also give me a follow on letterboxd.com. You could find me there at letterboxd.com slash Zebes. Uh, and you can find all the things that I watch over there as I rate and review my movies there. Uh, so that is it. That's it for this episode. Um, Eric, you know what? Until next time, we'll, uh, we'll talk then. 
Yeah. Bye, everybody. All right. Take care, guys. Have a great week.